Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Operation Dress Code helps women who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces by providing them with professional clothing needed to transition to the civilian workforce. Operation Dress Code will be held on Saturday, November 5th at UC San Diego. On the line to tell us more is Randy McLean, Program Manager for the Wounded Warrior Project. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Vicki, for having me. Randy, I know that the Wounded Warrior Project does a lot of things. Can you give us a general overview? Yeah, so Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit that serves our post-9-11 veterans, those that have been injured, ill, or wounded, and they had to have served from 9-11 forward. So yeah, any post-9-11 veterans, and then their families are eligible as well. And tell us about the Wounded Warriors Initiative and Warriors to Work. Yeah, so Wounded Warrior Project has many different programs, and the initiative that the program that's supporting Operation Dress Code is our Warriors to Work program. And that program really provides our warriors and their family members with assistance and resources to be successful as they transition to the civilian workforce. And again, that's at no cost to our warriors or their families. And that program kind of does all the things that you need to get ready for that civilian job. So they help with resume writing. They help translate. Sometimes when we come off active duty, We don't know how to translate what we did on active duty into, you know, a civilian job. And so they help translate that for us. They do career counseling. They can get you ready for interviews. And then they actually help you find the job and they can do mock interviews and those types of things to really get our warriors and their families set up for success in that new job. What are some of the challenges female veterans face as they transition to civilian life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, you know, some of the overall challenges that warriors or veterans face as they're transitioning out is just a loss of identity, trying to connect with their civilian peers. And then on top of that, they're facing, you know, any physical or emotional mental health challenges that they may face. But specifically, our women's lawyers are having challenges when they transition to that civilian workforce. Many of them have never actually been in the civilian workforce. I know for myself, being a veteran, you know, I went in at 18. And when I came out, I had never really interviewed for a civilian job. I, I didn't even know how to you know, dress for a civilian job. So those are little things. But I know that there's also the latest report that we did with Wounded Warrior Project. They do their annual warrior survey. And it really shows that women, um, our women veterans or warriors are actually 
have higher unemployment rates than some of their male counterparts, which is a a big challenge that they're facing as well. I also want to acknowledge this. Some female veterans voice a concern that they aren't seen as veterans. I mean, you hear stories about, you know, they might have a veteran's sticker on the back of their car and someone might ask, oh, did you borrow your husband's truck today? Or they might be wearing, you know, a veteran's hat and they say, oh, did you borrow your dad's hat? Can you speak to how female veterans are often not seen for their accomplishments? Yeah, absolutely, Vicki. That's such a great point because, you know, in our latest survey, women represented the fastest growing population in both military service and the veteran community. And you're right, many times it's not recognized. I mean, I'm also a military spouse, but I can tell you that so many times my husband gets, you know, people ask about where my husband serves versus where I serve. We get that wherever we go, especially if you present a certain way, if you're established, you have a career of your own, they assume that your male counterpart was the one that served. So it's definitely something that even though the numbers are increasing every year of the amount of female warriors that actually serve, there's still the stigma or response out there that women are not the ones doing those jobs. I'm speaking with Randy McLean, program manager for the Wounded Warrior Project. Tell us about Operation Dress Code. Why is this important? Yeah, so Operation Dress Code is an event, an annual event held here in San Diego. And it actually is a collaboration between Wounded Warrior Project, CalVet, Turn Behavioral Health, and Brightwell Strategies. But what it is, is a one-day boutique day where we set up where women that are active duty or veterans can come in and have an entire shopping experience. It is all free to them. They can get business clothes, shoes, accessories, purses, all of those items that they need to, you know, maybe take that first interview or take that first civilian job. They'll also be able to do workshops, including LinkedIn workshops, resume writing. Our Warriors to Work program will be there. So there's a lot of different supports there for the ladies. And it really came out of myself and other female veterans as we were transitioning out. We didn't see those supports in the community. We had seen that there was support for our male counterparts, but it was something that was lacking in our community. And it's an amazing day supported just for these female warriors to help them transition to that civilian workforce. How long have Operation Dress Code events been going on? This is our seventh year here in San Diego. We did start in 2015. We had to take a break in 2020 due to the pandemic. And then we came back last year. So this is our seventh year. In our first year, we were in basically a closet and we served about 60 women. And then at the height of it, right before COVID, we were able to serve just under 500 female warriors, provide them with those items and help them transition. And we hope to serve many more this year. And is there an example you can give of the impact this has made on a veteran? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great question. I can think of one warrior in particular that the first year she came to the event, she was actually on active duty. So she was getting nervous. She had served at that point 12 years and she was getting ready to transition. It was a little bit of an unexpected due to a medical issue. She was going to end her service a little sooner than she had anticipated. So she came, she was very nervous, but she enjoyed the event and had a great event. We stayed connected because part of Operation Draft Code is we connect them to all of our community resources as well. So it's more than just the clothes. 
It's there's other resources there, and it's about the community as well. This young lady ended up coming back to us, getting the additional support she needed. The following year, she actually came on and was a volunteer, and now she's one of our biggest recruiters. So she's been able to pay it forward and help so many other ladies through her success through the process. And so she started as somebody receiving, and now she's the one giving and helping others, which is kind of true to our logo of Wounded Warrior Project, and that's, you know, really what we want to focus on. This year, Operation Dress Code will be held on Saturday, November 5th at UC San Diego. What will female veterans experience at this event? Yeah, it's, thank you, Vicki. It's such a great, the clothes is amazing. The clothes, the shoes, the items that they get. But more than that, is they're going to have that camaraderie. They're going to have that community. It's really about many of our staff and many of our volunteers are female veterans themselves. So it's really about us supporting each other, and it's really about empowering those women as they make that transition to the civilian workforce. It can be scary in addition to all of the you know, things of just getting a new job. You know, Some of them have physical or mental health challenges that they're also facing, so we know it's difficult. But that day, these women are going to have a, an amazing day of empowerment and support as they transition. Who's eligible to participate in Operation Dress Code? Any female that has served in the U.S. Armed Forces um, at any period of time. So whether they're still on active duty or they've transitioned, you know, a couple years ago or last year, doesn't, doesn't matter. Any female that has served our U.S. Armed Forces any of the six branches. And how can someone sign up to participate? Yeah, the easiest way is to go to our website, operationdresscode.com, and that way they can sign up to either be a volunteer or to participate in the event itself. And they can find all of the information on the event at that website as well. And so are you looking for donations of clothing and shoes or hair and makeup services? Yes, ma'am. So there's two different things that we're really looking for. The donation of the clothes, there's going to be about 10 different locations that will be posted on the website that women can go or anyone can donate gently used or new articles of clothing, shoes, purses, things like that. They can be donated in those beautiful pink bins. And again, those locations will be posted on the website. Also, any donations of if somebody is able to do hair and makeup for the ladies when they come in, because we like to get them prepared and then we do headshots for them and then we work on your LinkedIn profile. So that is one of the gaps we have this year. We are still looking for support if anyone is able to donate some of their time to come in and do hair and makeup for the ladies as they are there for the experience. Um, that would be very beneficial. And are you looking for sponsors for this event? Yes. So everything that we do is through sponsorship and our community partners. So if anyone is able to, whether it's you know through financial means, if they can sponsor, we're still looking for a few sponsors to help us get the last things we need. Everything is, uh, we build out an entire boutique day. So as you can imagine, that tends to be expensive. So any um, support in that way 
would be greatly appreciated. And that can also be found at operation.co.com. And in the days leading up to this event, you'll also need volunteers. Yes. So this event actually takes over 100 volunteers to get ready just the two days of the event, which is the fourth and the fifth. But we also need volunteers in the weeks leading up to it. So in the weeks leading up to the actual event, we actually go through all the clothes, we sort them, we make sure that they are quality things that we want to put out at the boutique day, and then we get them all organized and by size and things like that. So that takes a lot of volunteers. Then on the 4th, the Friday the 4th, we actually build the entire event. And then on the 5th is the day of the boutique day, and we need volunteers for all of those things. And for the day of the 5th, it's kind of a unique experience if we have ladies that want to come out and help be a personal shopper. I know for me, I joke, I don't have the best fashion taste, but mm-hmm. um, if somebody out there has a great, you know, eye for what looks good and they want to come in and be a personal shopper. So each of these ladies get paired up with a personal shopper that walks them through the entire menu and helps them get the things that they need. I'm speaking with Randy McLean, Program Manager for the Wounded Warrior Project, about Operation Dress Code, which will be held on Saturday, November 5th at UC San Diego. Anything else we need to know? Tell us again where we can go to get more information. The website is operationdresscode.com, and that will have all of the information around how to volunteer, how to register and sign up, and Also, if there's anyone that wants to sponsor the event, they can go to operationdresscode.com, and that's the easiest way to find out all the information. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for your service, and I hope Operation Dress Code is a huge success. Thank you so much, Vicki. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.